Prepare your heart to be moved by God through the preaching and teaching of His Word as delivered at Truth Gatherer's Dream Center Church. Exodus 2, verses 1. Read with me. I'm reading from New Living Translation. New Living Translation. And it read, About this time, a man and woman from the tribe of Levi got married. The woman became pregnant and gave birth to a son. She saw that he was a special baby and kept him hidden for three months. But when she could no longer hide him, she got a basket made of papyrus reeds and waterproofed it with tar and pitch. She put the baby in the basket and laid it among the reeds along the bank of the Nile River. The baby's sister then stood at a distance watching to see what would happen to him. Soon Pharaoh's daughter came down to bathe in the river and her attendants walked along the riverbank. When the princess saw the basket among her reeds, she sent her maid to get her, sent her maid to get her, to, to get it to her, get it for her. When the princess opened it, she saw the baby. The little boy was crying and she felt sorry for him. This must be one of the Hebrew children, she said. Then the baby's sister approached the princess. She, could, she said, should I go on and find one of the Hebrew women to nurse the baby for you, she asked. Yes, yes, do, the princess replied. So the girl went and called the baby's mother. Take this baby and nurse him for me. The princess told the baby's mother, I will pay you for your help. So the woman took her baby home and nursed him. Later, when the boy was older, his mother brought him back to Pharaoh's daughter, who adopted him as her own son. The princess named him Moses, for she explained, I lift him out of the water. I lift it him out of I lifted him out of the water I want to that's where I get my main uh, verses here right uh, main focus in verse 10 and verse 10 in verse 10 that's where I get my main verse right there my main focus in verse 10 I lifted him out of the water I want to preach this morning put on your timeline rebirthed in a pandemic put rebirthed in a pandemic come on put it on your timeline rebirthed in a pandemic rebirthed in a pandemic in a pandemic all these verses we have just read and the story of what happened with this mother father and mothers focus mostly on the mother of Moses and then Moses as a baby all these things that have transpired I want you to understand is happening in the midst of a pandemic it's happening in the midst of a crisis. All that we have just read, these verses, these actions have all taken place in the midst of a crisis. Every faith act, every movement, everything we've just read has taken place in the midst of a crisis, a genocide to be honest. The backdrop of this story I will have you to know is this crisis unfolds over several decades. And you got to remember the patriarch Joseph, who had a coat of many colors, also was known as a great dreamer. You got to remember he was placed in a pit by his brothers. They took his coat and killed the animal, and from the blood of the animal, they dipped his coat of many colors in the blood and took his coat back to his father Jacob and told his father Jacob uh, unfortunately we were out there and a wild beast came and killed your son Joseph but the truth of the matter they had placed Joseph in a pit sooner or later Joe they brought Joseph they went back and got Joseph out of the pit he was sold to the Midianites and then the Midianites transferred him as property treated him like property and transferred him to the Egyptians but one by the name of Potiphar Potiphar one of the uh, ruling people under the Pharaoh in Egypt and as he was brought into Potiphar's house down in Egypt 
Uh, sooner or later, we be, they begin to recognize that Joseph was special. Joseph was special. Joseph began to rise in strength. Joseph, in the midst of pressure, in the midst of slavery, in the midst of being mistreated, downgraded. Can we slow down a second? You got to understand it's difficult to function when you're hurt. It's difficult to function when your own brothers betrayed you. Yet Joseph kept his trust in God and his hurt didn't overwhelm him. His pain didn't overwhelm him. He probably still had to deal with some things, I'm sure, through his humanity. But yet the Bible records that Potiphar was able to recognize the gift, the talents, and the skills of Joseph because he didn't allow his betrayal to take him out of his blessing. He kept functioning in the midst of slavery. And as he rises in strength, Potiphar put him in charge of his household. He put him in charge and he entrusted Joseph with everything in his care. Uh, from that time of putting him in charge, Potiphar trusted Joseph with everything in his house. Joseph had charge of every person. You, you think this thing is something not big, not a big deal, but it's a big deal when you can grow when somebody betrayed you. It's a big, big, big deal when you can function and somebody dogged you out, but yet you don't allow that to stop your goodness. Oh, it's a big deal when, when, jo when Joseph is raised up in Potiphar's house but Joseph ends up going to prison not because he was guilty but he obeyed God did not sleep and give in to the temptations did not give in to the temptations of Potiphar's wife and he because he didn't give out into the temptations of Potiphar's wife uh, he was able to uh, stand the wisdom of God and he went to prison being an innocent man and while he was in prison I want you to know that the same Joseph functioned while he was in prison when he was in prison other other people came to jail and he kept prophesying sharing dreams while he was even in in prison he began to share dreams while he was even in prison he began to share dreams even while he was in prison and he began to tell people what thus says the Lord but even in the midst of it God brought him out of this palace and God rescued him from the palace he began to function back into the place that God called him to be there come the time that a famine arose in the land. And when a famine arose in the land, God gave this man, Joseph, great wisdom. The wisdom he had is he taught them how to save during the times of plenty. And he taught them that in the times of plenty, you put some things back for later. He says, you don't get greedy when God's blessing you. Don't get greedy when God's opening up doors for you. Don't get greedy when favor is on your life. Temper yourself. Balance your gift. Balance your opportunity budget your season budget come on somebody help me say budget your season come on don't spend it all right now tell somebody say budget your season come on budget your favor he says uh, he taught them the same principle he learned himself he says in times of plenty put some back save some so that when hard times come uh, so they were ready for this famine when the famine came they were ready for the pandemic when it came can I say while wow, we're in something I got to drop a nugget before I even get to where I gotta go but I gotta drop a nugget I'm just in the history I'm just in the backdrop but I gotta bless you real quick can I say that some of y'all were prepared more than you know I know we in a pandemic and I know I can't wait till it's over but don't you believe that God in his sovereignty was preparing you for hard times and taught you how to hold your head up when the light go out taught you how to make peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and dance around the living room when you didn't have no money in the bank taught you how to be thankful when you wasn't walking in plenty tell somebody I feel like I was prepared for this pandemic not that I wanted it to come not that I wish that it continues but I just want to pause do 
I got a hundred plus people out there this morning? Do I got 2,000 people out there this morning that say I'll praise him because he prepared me for what's to come? I don't like what I'm in, but he prepared me to last this thing. Y'all help me. Come on. Oh, y'all help me. Y'all help me this morning. Come on. Don't act like God wasn't with you before you got to where you are. Don't act like God wasn't showing you things before you face this crisis. Joseph himself, Joseph was prepared. He gave them wisdom on how to survive this pandemic. He gave them wisdom on how to survive this pandemic. And they saved. And because they saved, although it was severe and other people didn't know what to do in the midst of the famine and the pandemic, but because of the wisdom and counsel of the Lord, help me, Holy Spirit, because of the wisdom and counsel of the Lord, uh, they were able to coast through uh, in Egypt while everyone else was suffering. But there came a time Time that uh, his brothers and his brothers and father Jacob was suffering and they told one son to go out and find food and, and his son ended up coming to Egypt and when he got to Egypt when he got to Egypt he Lord and behold God in his sovereignty connected the brother with the other brother Joseph and Joseph brought his whole family back to Egypt to live under the blessing that God had on his life. Oh, you got to catch it. God knew they were going to go into a famine. God, oh, can I back up some? Can I back up a little bit? I know some of y'all are afraid of your past. I know when you look at what you've been through, it bothers you. But can we back up? God knew they were going to betray him. But when God, when they betrayed him, it was only in step of the future provision. You see it now? They they, they was about to die. They would have died in the famine if they wouldn't betray them. I know it. I know you don't like what happened to us. But God in his sovereignty, can I pause to bring in a scripture? Romans 8 tells us. I can't wait. It says, all things work together. It may not make sense why you're going through the process. Oh, I feel an organ in my spirit. It may not make sense why you're going through the channels of life. But you got to know that all Oh, somebody help me scream all oh, somebody wake up your neighbors from your living room and say all oh, things will work together y'all got to help me preach for the good yeah yeah for the good it's gonna work for the good uh, it's gonna work for the good and right there it's working for the good their lives are saved because they betrayed Joseph and now Joseph is in the position to bring them forward to Egypt to save their lives that helps us with where we are in this story this story uh, now because Joseph has now died but the generations he brought to Egypt has grown and multiplied uh, the generations through his brothers and the children that they had through their wives have multiplied in Egypt. They're now in Egypt because God brought them to Egypt. God brought them there. Yeah. God brought them to Egypt. But while they're in Egypt, there arose a Pharaoh that doesn't know Joseph. This Pharaoh gets afraid of the multiplication factor of these Hebrew children or Israelite children. Uh, they at one point was able to be very hospitable to one another. The people and the masses of people who come through the loins of Jacob and Joseph, they are very, uh, they get along together. The Hebrews and the Egyptians, they get along. There's no problem with them until a Pharaoh sees the strength of the Hebrew children and the Hebrew people and now he's uh, filled with fear. He's filled with fear. He, he gets and makes up a story that one day these people are going to turn against us. They have no problems before this time uh, he, but he makes up a story in his head. Let me tell you something about fear. Fear will make you write a story that don't exist. Uh, fear will make you write one and you'll be a good writer and it'll be hard to convince you that this thing is not real because fear will make you draw up something that don't even exist. I told you the history of the Hebrew children in Egypt during the time of Joseph was they got 
got along together, but a new Pharaoh rose up uh, and he was afraid of the strength uh, of the Hebrew children. And because of fear, come on somebody, because of fear, I remember as a young boy, there will be times that as I laid in my bed in the middle of the night, my dear mother would uh, uh, iron my clothes and, and put my clothes on a hanger and put them on the back of a hook on the back of the door. And many times in the middle of the night, either I would get up to get ready to use the restroom and I would glance at that door and all of a sudden, those clothes that she hung up the night before I went to sleep now looks like a man. For some reason in the midst of the dog, it looks like an enemy of mine. It looked like somebody crept in our house and all of a sudden at the time I'm waking up, he's coming in my room my door is half cracked and there are the clothes and the silhouette of the shadow of the of the clothes in the middle of the night looks like a person and somehow the sleeve looks like an arm and somehow everything has seemed to form itself and makes me think that it is real and now because I want to go to the restroom but I fear that somebody is in the room I found myself getting back under the covers a few times I would look again and that thing would still be there and then intellect puts itself into motion and said well 10 minutes ago the man was sitting right there and I come back 10 minutes from being under the covers and the man is sitting right there so if he's breaking in the house either he done got frozen midstream or this is not real that I have made up in my mind and I find myself squeezing myself from under the covers coming from under the covers to find out that it was not real but fear will make you retreat fear will make you get jealous of people fear will make you feel like God's not on your side tell somebody watch out for fear they'll play with your tricks they'll play they'll play mind games on you fear will mess you up fear will recreate a story this Pharaoh this Pharaoh creates a story and because of his story in his mind he puts the Egyptians into slavery. Now the Egyptians who were once free, working alongside uh, the, the Hebrew children who were once free, working along the side of the Egypt, Egyptians are now put into slavery. Brutal slavery, crushing slavery. But the word of God says that the more the Egyptians oppressed them, the more the Israelites grew. So even in pressure, even in a genocide, even in a pandemic, God was with them. Something about pressure made them grow. Something about pressure made them produce. And the more pressure got applied on them, it just seemed every time the Egyptian made them work harder the next time the Egyptian look up sister girl don't had three more children brother man done got more muscles and sometimes we get frustrated about what we got to do when things seem unfair but can I tell you while things are unfair God is exercising your strength God is exercising some muscles in you and while the Egyptians were putting them in slavery and by no means as an African American would I, would I glorify slavery but I'm telling you God will keep you even when you're under slavery and God calls them to multiply even in the midst of slavery and because they could not stop them that way then he said I know what I'll do the Pharaoh said I'll mess with what they birth I'll mess with what comes out of them when they get together in covenant and produce things I'll mess with what they produce I couldn't stop them from growing every time I brutalized them they kept kept increasing I got another thing I'll do I got not another form of warfare for them. What I'm going to do now is I'm going to cause them not to have what they want to have. So he assigned midwives, midwives. He got midwives and he told these midwives, when you are helping uh, the Hebrew women have these babies, this is what I tell you to do. I'm telling you, if you see that it's a girl, let the baby live. But if you see it is a boy, a man child, 
I need you to kill that boy. I need you to kill that boy. And so what happens is the midwives, the Bible says, y'all got to read your Bible. Exodus 1 says the midwives, the people who are intercessors, y'all got to pray for me today. The people who get in the middle of stuff to help people give birth to their destiny. The intercessors, the, the midwives, oh, they feared God and rather than saving the girls and killing the boys, everything that came out of a Hebrew's woman's womb, they blessed and they saved. And the next thing that he, Pharaoh looked around and they still were blessed. The Pharaoh came around and said, I got to do something to stop these people from birthing. They got midwives on their side. Y'all can pray for me today. They got people in their corner that won't let them give up when they feel like giving up. They got people who are called them on the phone. They got people who got the Holy Ghost. They got people who said, God laid you on my heart. They got people who will get in their fight. I need to pause for a minute and I need you to thank God for everybody who jumped in your fight. I want you to stop acting like you alone in this situation. I want you to stop acting like you by yourself in this situation. Get that depression off of you. You're not the only one in this fight. You're not the only one. It may be your fight but we are here with you. Somebody say I got some help. Oh, I dare you to say it in your homes. I got some help. You may feel alone but you ain't alone. You may feel alone. Feel real feeling. You feel but feelings ain't always right. I'm telling you you're not in this fight alone there are people with you i did declare i got some midwives I almost got excited and started calling out all the intercessors in this church all the people who pray and make this church uh, go do what it needs to do let me tell you something about intercessors in our church we got people who are visible they visibly do things that we can see we got people who clean the church that's visible when you come to church you will know if the if the man if the deacon hadn't been here if the faithful deacon uh, deacon hadn't been here over the weekend you will know you will know you will smell smell it like he will smell like he hadn't been here the restrooms will show the garbage can will show that he hadn't been here visible uh, there are people who do visible things like the lawn service if we never get our grass lawn and manicured you will know it you will pull up because it's visible but there are people that you don't see I feel the Holy Ghost I got help that handles not just visible but invisible I got help I got help I got help intercessors who pick things up in the spirit and who pray for things in the spirit I got help somebody say I got help not just innocent but God also sent some help and they called angels I got angels I'm still on the point tell somebody I got help I'm still in the history of my of my message but I got to let you know your history is blessed you keep looking at everything you've been through as a curse but I want you to know God what's in your history I'm still in the history hang with me today hang with me hang with me today I'm still in the history I'm still in the history tell me to yell I got help I got help these midwives allow these women to produce now we understand our text we understand it because this man from the house of Levi joined this woman from the house of Levi the reason they were able to have this baby in a time of a crisis is because they had help i know we read some verses on what we're going to dig to what she had to do so you can walk in faith but the reason she's able to even do what's about to happen next is somebody else did their part somebody else feared god and refused to kill the boy child and because of that this woman's baby is alive the Bible declares that this woman has this baby. When she saw, it says, when she saw, and when she saw, that's verse two. Hey, oh, keep that Bible open. Keep that Bible open. I'm about to hit some verses here. Uh, when she saw that he was a special baby, a goodly child, when she saw that he was a, 
a blessed baby, a special child. And she kept him hid for three months. I want you to understand, in the midst of the pandemic, God will deal with your perception of things. Again, you got to recognize you were even blessed to have what you have while you're going through. Uh, so somebody else potentially could have lost uh, that this ch their child and not even had the uh, opportunity but she has the opportunity uh, to do something with her child she recognized he's a special baby and I want you to understand the enemy will challenge your perception and I got to let you know here it is I'm getting my points in point number two fight the first one was your history was blessed that's my first one your history was blessed but number two fight for your perception uh, it says this woman saw that he was special you got to see beyond the natural you got to see in the spirit you got to see what this thing is now in seed form it's going to turn out to be if you feed it if you grow it if you protect it come on you got to stop giving up so easily on the things you see some of y'all was good last year but because the pandemic has creeped into 2021 you have lost your perception but not me in 2020 in the midst of the pandemic I prophesied this that God was going to send shifts suddenlies and surprises and guess what that word is still intact and I haven't lost my perception about a God who can make a way y'all gonna have to pray for me out of no way a God who will show up in the midst of calamity a God who called light out of darkness out of the abyss ah, I still trust that God and I'm still believing him for shifts suddenlies and surprises in the midst of a pandemic and you can't you got to fight to keep your perception you got to fight to keep your view of the things of God don't tell me this baby wasn't a blessing if you're not careful you're the, the, the pressure of the crisis will change your view of what God bless you with the pressure of the environment will try to come and conform what God is trying to transform the Bible tells us be not conformed to this world the pressure is trying to change what God designed the pressure of this world the pressure of the pandemic is trying to change what God has promised and you got to fight I feel the Holy Ghost oh somebody said you got to fight brother you got to fight sister oh I know it gets hard in the midst of bad news but you got to fight to keep your perception that's point number two she fought because she saw her perception was he was a special baby and because that she protected him for three months for three months she hid him for three months for three months so for three months her three month plan was to hide him another word for hide mean protect for three months she said i'm gonna put you under a protection plan i'm gonna feed and hide you because although i had this baby there's an enemy still trying to snatch what i birthed so i'm gonna hide you for three months all right but the bible says verse three but when she could not hide him any longer when she couldn't hide him any longer meaning uh the situation became hard to hide something that's growing y'all got to pray for me today the situation became hard to hide something you're feeding uh the situation became hard to hide something you're nurturing uh tell somebody it's getting hard to hide what god is doing uh that's point number three i want some of y'all to understand you've been hidden long enough you've been hidden long enough it's, but it's getting hard to hide that you've been nurturing and eating the word of God it's getting hard to hide that you are special and there's a calling on your life it's getting hard to hide because you're growing and you're getting bigger and you're getting stronger it's getting hard to hide and, and the plan to just hide the blessing hide the blessing uh, 
it's getting difficult it's getting hard because God is giving you revelation it's getting hard because you're not as weak anymore you got confidence now it's getting hard to hide that you know what's going on it's getting hard to hide that you're not broken anymore I felt somebody come back together just like that it's getting hard to hide people walked all over you when you were broken but God done start fixing your self-esteem and fixing your emotion and fixing you from what you've been through and it's getting hard to hide there are things you're no longer putting up with anymore things you're now using your voice you're now using self-care you're not allowing people to treat you like a doormat now you're picking yourself off the floor see see one side of people who don't know who they are people put their foot on them and drag their mud on them and treat them like a doormat and then they use their voice and say stop treating me like a doormat you can't just come dump on me treat me out of any kind of way cuss me out when you want to they're using their voice and they recognize some people don't even make a move some people so full of the devil so full of evil and disrespect they don't even make a move they don't even change their behaviors even though you used your voice and so they are growing now in their spirit and rather than just using their voice they're moving their bodies it's one thing to be a doormat and use your voice and say don't put your mud on me anymore but it's another thing to get yourself off the floor and say I'm not gonna be down there for you to put your foot on me I tried to use my voice to tell you to stop it but now I know who I am and I'm no longer on the floor where you can do what you need to do to me anymore I'm no longer on the ground because I know Oh, somebody yell I know I know I know who I am I know what God is doing in me I can't hide any longer somebody yell I can't hide any longer I can't hide I can't hide any longer I've been trying to dumb down to some friends of mine and not speak up and not say certain things you know because we've been together a long time but something is brewing in me that I can't hide tell somebody I can't hide uh, I can't hide. I can't hide any longer. What she was nurturing grew so much that she couldn't hide any longer. But although the pressure was on her, she knew what she wasn't going to do. She wasn't going to abort or kill what God had blessed her with. She wasn't going to abort or kill sometime people get so bogged down so overwhelmed under pressure that rather than their way of alleviating pressure is to get rid of the blessing just saying if i just quit and get rid of the blessing then the pressure that's attached to the blessing will go away no she said i'm not making that decision under pressure point number four you got to follow principles uh, see pressure will test your principles it will test what you have in place and this woman honors principle yeah she honors principle yeah she honors that she honors that she is the third womb in the earth uh, you got to know these things in order to hold on you got to know principle she's the third womb in the earth because the first womb is the heavens come on I've been teaching you all that the first womb is the heavens the Bible says in the beginning God made what the heavens and the earth and the earth he made two things but only one was in bad shape the earth was without form so the earth needed a breakthrough but the heavens held the breakthrough and then the Bible says basically from the heavens or the spirit realm God spoke Ah, it's the heavens. The first womb is the heavens. The second womb, the first womb is the heavens. Let me give you another scripture to help you with the first womb. Jeremiah is wondering about his life, his destiny, his assignment. God tells Jeremiah in verse 1 and 5, Before I formed thee in the belly, the belly, part of the third womb, before I formed thee in the belly, I 
knew thee. I knew thee. Knew thee before. That's the heavens. That's the spirit. The first room. So in other words, before you got in your mama's belly, you was already in the belly of the heavens. Ah, you got to understand what she now has been blessed with first came through the womb of the belly, the womb of the spirit or the belly of the heavens. That's the first womb. Oh, I got to teach you principle. If you're going to hold on, if you're going to know when the devil comes for you, you're going to have to have more than just a one layer understanding. This woman said, I'm the third womb. The first womb is the heavens. And the second womb is the earth. So the second womb is the earth. God made man. He made man, Adam, from the earth, from the ground, the ground, the ground, the ground, the dirt. The ground is the second womb. The ground is the second womb. You got to get this. It's number two. The ground is the second womb. So God first had the first heavenly womb and the second womb is the ground is the ground he took man from the ground and formed man so adam was birth out of the ground birth out of the ground but shaped by the hand of god tell somebody dirt in the hands of god can do wonderful things uh you ain't putting it on your timeline uh dirt in the hands of god and adam came from the ground he came from the ground uh that's right because when you sow seed in the womb of the ground trees grow from the womb of the ground plants grow y'all got to get this from the womb of the ground and then we move to the third ground the bible says and then god made man that man that man blessed all the animals named all the animals the animals had companionship but there was no help meet suitable for adam so god put adam in a deep sleep and from one of his ribs he made woman woman a man or a human not man male but man human man human with a womb so now we got the third womb uh, out of adam human out of adam male human god creeped from the rib created a female human and this female human have a womb she have a womb third womb i'm trying to preach something to y'all this woman says wait a minute the reason i'm not gonna get rid of the blessing because this thing done come down three layers into the third womb it first came from the heavens it then went to the ground and it then got into my belly and now i can't give up on what god has destined in the heaven see you got to honor the principle first so you don't give up when you know where it comes from ah, so it wasn't about let me preach to y'all it wasn't about free choice it was about honoring what God already put in place if God allowed it to be in the heavens so shall it be in the earth America get yourself straight Democratic Party get yourself straight people with all these worldly and awkward principles get yourself straight if God allowed it to hit the belly that means he allowed it to be in the heavens and I don't care how that baby got in the belly but if God allows it to get in the belly you got to say he allowed it to be in the first womb and this world has messed with too many things that has been in the first womb I gotta leave that alone Lord have many I can't I gotta leave that alone but this woman doesn't give up I gotta preach to y'all I got to give you principles to hold on ah God this woman said I'm not gonna give up on this child I hit him and I'm not giving up up on her because I recognize I'm the beneficiary of the third womb. Yeah, yeah. And the spiritual, listen to this, the spiritual in your life got to reign over the carnal. So let me tell you this, get your priorities straight. The pandemic, the pandemic will come and challenge your priorities. It will come and challenge if you are a person of order. It will come and challenge how, how much order you have. Do you don't honor nothing but yourself and how you feel and you don't consider nobody else ah, the child of pandemic will challenge your priorities oh I gotta get out of here but not till I'm finished tell somebody I'm being challenged but God is with me 
You've been challenged. And in the midst of challenges, watch this. It's the time that many people start compromising, compromising on the principles of the promise. But I'm telling you, yell at somebody in your home and say, hold on, it's going to work out. The Bible declares that this woman in the midst of the pandemic, rather than caving in, she says, I can't hide him no longer. In other words, I can't hold him any longer. I can't protect him the way I have been. So the other thing I'm going to do is I'm going to let him go. Many times, this is the hardest aspect of love. Sometimes we only know love in the form of holding on. We don't know love in deeper ways such as letting go. This woman comes to another conclusion. She says, I'm not just going to let him go, but I'm going to let him go in the best way possible. I got to trust that God, the God I saw, that's the child I saw, the, the, the thing I saw when I watched him. If he leaves my care if he leaves my hands I got to make sure that he's in good hands and now she's not just about to hold him she's about to let him go sometime the pandemic will take your love to a deeper place it will challenge your love that there's some things that you love that you got to let go and believe that everything's gonna be all right so this woman says I'm gonna let him go and she did it in the midst of a pandemic she's not trying to be fancy dancy she's not trying but she begins she gets innovative and she begins to think how did God save his people before how did God save his people I got to save my child how did God mm, ah I remember there was a man named Noah when God was going to get ready to flood the earth God said told him to build a boat and build this boat for the saving of his house so actually she says let me build something where it looks like I'm letting him go I'm actually saving him and she actually builds Moses her son I feel the Holy Ghost she builds him tell you I'm trying to tell you you ain't got to let go carelessly let God use you while you let go let God construct it while you let go God uses this woman she grabs some slime she grabs some papyrus leaves oh I don't know about you she ain't being fancy but in the midst of the pandemic creative juices just jumped in some of y'all didn't mean to start a business but you started a business in the midst of pressure you didn't you weren't trying to be fancy you was trying to solve a problem and she's able to be creative in the midst of a crisis she takes these papyrus leaves and she began to put mud in it she makes it just like an ark and she builds it so that no water can get inside of it and she does her best to let go I want to talk to somebody who feeling like you only lost something sometime even in a pandemic we go through losses even in life we go through losses but God will teach us how to let go this woman said I'm going to teach y'all how to love at a deeper dimension she says listen what she says by building this ark she actually says I'm going to trust the one that gave them to me it's out of my hands now but I'm going to trust the one that gave them to me some of us think we started this thing Oh, I already taught you it was started in the heavens. Some of us think that we control everything and the spirit of control has taken control of you. And because you're walking in the spirit of control and you can't control everything, you're anxious. You're full of depression. You're full of anxiety. You're full of not trusting people. You're arguing with your wife every day. Why? Because you're trying to control instead of trusting trusting God and letting go this woman said I'm gonna let go to save him I'm gonna let go and let him go back to the God who created him and sometime in the midst of loss you got to learn how to lovingly 
I'm trying to help somebody let go. She puts him in this ark. Ah, and she creates an opportunity and I would just like to pause that I believe that any other woman during this time who's going through something that want to know what to do with their child this woman here got a solution she was able to keep herself calm and under control that she can tell him girl you ain't got to panic go in there and get you some mud Go on over there and get you some papyrus leaves. Uh, see, now she's a solutionist and she trusts God. Put this child in a boat. And as she puts him in a boat, this little boat, he floats down the river. God help me. He floats down the river. And as he gets down the river, gets down the river, sovereignty takes place. Sovereignty. While you letting go, God is moving. While you letting go, God is shifting things. I'm telling you, at the time she let her son go down the river, the Bible records that the, the, uh, Moses' sister Miriam goes to a place where she watches her younger brother goes down the river, wondering what's going to happen to him. And as she's watching this thing, she sees divine providence. She sees sovereignty of God some of y'all can experience the next level of peace the next level of favor because you won't let go and trust God you won't let go and believe that God can do the rest you won't let go and believe that this was ordained by God sovereign by God you couldn't stop it if you wanted it to God was sovereign over this thing she watched this thing and as the baby went down the river Ah, the servant of Pharaoh's daughter. Uh oh, Pharaoh, the one who gave the decree to kill every male child, the the servant of Pharaoh's daughter sees this child, opens up the basket and sees the baby. When she sees the baby immediately the baby starts to cry oh that's divine timing come on mothers even know that mothers many times it's a it's a phenomenon of motherhood that sometimes if a mother see another person's child their milk will start flowing it may not be their child but there is a bond that happens and sometimes a, a woman that it, she hadn't birthed it but when she sees that child the love and the energy that happens in a woman's body the milk will begin to flow the bible says when the servant y'all help me preach sees uh, when the servant sees the child she had compassion on him wait a minute the pharaoh's servant pharaoh's daughter's servant the ones who should be protecting the decree having compassion on this hebrew child and as this hebrew child goes down the river now he's captured by this woman and she brings him before pharaoh's daughter Pharaoh's daughter say oh it's a Hebrews mother's child and then all of a sudden Miriam gets in the gear her sovereignty watch sovereignty take place she watched divine shift take place she watched God get involved in sovereignty and rather now than just gazing at sovereignty she gets in place and she says oh I see you have a little Hebrew boy oh you want me to find a Hebrew mother to nurse him and, the, and then the Pharaoh's daughter says, sure, my child, please do. And Miriam runs back to her mama and say, mama, what you let go, God is taking care of. What you let go, God has put it in good hands. Mama, come on. You about to feed what you gave birth to. Mama, come on. And she brings and says, I got a Hebrew mother. It's just not any Hebrew mother. It's Moses' mother. Lord, help me. I'm I'm trying to tell you while you trust in God supernatural things are happening happening that you couldn't imagine supernatural things are shifting Lord, help me. that you could not imagine Lord help me and uh, Moses goes to his mother and I'm trying to declare you favor is flowing right now if you can trust God favor is flowing right now if you stop fearing the future favor is flowing right now and then the favor gets so good Pharaoh's daughter Pharaoh's daughter tells Moses his mother 
She says, nurse this baby for me. In other words, I found him and he's now my child. I love him like he's mine. I'm going to take care of him because like he's mine. And so the Pharaoh's daughter tell Moses' mother, listen to this, I'll pay you to feed him. Oh, y'all ain't watching God. Now Moses' mother not only started a business making little boats, but now she's getting paid to feed her own child. She's getting paid to feed what she's birthed. If you will stay with God, if you will trust God through the process, if you will not give up through the process, I believe it's going to come full circle. I believe God's going to work it out. Somebody declare it's working out. It's working itself around. If you don't get yourself all messed up, I feel the Holy Ghost. Uh, God's going to work it out. God's going to work it out. Uh, she gets paid. Don't tell me God won't do it. She gets paid. Uh, to feed her own child and so she takes home a child help me preach these last two points she takes home a child and she feeds him but that's not all she feeds him she's a mother she understands that she has just went through something she just went through something called adoption she doesn't understand that she just went through something called adoption but while she has him I believe that she reminds Moses of who he is she speaks over his life that he's a favored of God she puts it in his spirit on where he comes from she nurtures him that he comes from I feel the Holy Ghost comes from a DNA and a people who've been beat down but don't give up I believe she reminds him of the forefathers who held on to the promises of God although they were in slavery I believe she reminds him of Joseph the patriarch who went through betrayal but never gave up on God she pours into his destiny oh I feel like preaching she feeds him at her breast and reminds him you about to go into an evil world but when you leave me you're going to have everything I put in you I feel the Holy Ghost when you leave me I'm going to give you what's in me the DNA I got so it be unto you what I received in the spirit what made me hell hold on receive it boy get this in your spirit she feeds him and the Bible says that's verse 9 and she nurses him and then the time comes when she could no longer nurse him and it's time to turn him over and she brings him back to Pharaoh's daughter who adopted him as her own son and this princess the princess uh, the Pharaoh's daughter listen to this Pharaoh's daughter uh, the one that you thought the enemy would use see some of y'all get so in your emotions you mess up that God's about to make your haters bless you because you get so much busy in your flesh God can't ever make your enemies your footstool because you get so busy in your flesh the sovereignty of God can't flip things around but the princess takes on this child and she says listen to this I'm closing she explained and she named him Moses ah, the princess Pharaoh's daughter when she got him back she looked at him and she says his name is Moses that's his name because I have lifted him out of the water wait a minute what is this woman talking about she talking about lifting him out of the water the water somebody say the water what the bible tells us that even as newborn believers one of the ways we testify of our new birth is that we go down in water and when we come out of water we declare that I, we are no longer the old man but we are created a new creature in Christ so oh so what actually happens here is this woman says I brought him 
out of baptism meaning this is a form of baptism oh what what do we have here baptism is a sign of the regeneration of the spirit it means that the old man went down but who came out of the water is the new man so what we actually have here is another womb oh this woman says i birthed him out of the water this is actually a rebirthing i come to preach and i gotta go home because my chicken is ready i gotta go i come to tell you that god is rebirthing you in the pandemic god is rebirthing you all over again from the spirit it started and is going back to the spirit and drawing your dna out of it you ain't gonna give up in this pandemic you ain't gonna cave in in this pandemic pandemic god's going to rebirth you in the pandemic if you know what i'm talking about i need you to declare i'm getting stronger now I'm getting stronger now. I'm being rebirthed in this pandemic. God is doing me over again. God is making me fresh again. God is rebaptizing me again. God is taking me back to who I really am. Tell somebody I'm being rebirthed in a pandemic. I know you're home, but I need you to stand to your feet right now. Come on. I know you're home. I know we took a measure today for you to be home, but I need you to stand up where you are. I need you to stand up and lift your hands right where you are. I know you're home, but I need you to make the home your sanctuary. I need you to stand in your faith with your hands lifted. I need you to understand that God is rebirthing you in this pandemic. I no longer need you to look at what we're going through as something to complain about. It's something to survive. It's something to be creative in. It's something to use wisdom in. It's something that you got to tap into the reason why you was born. You got to start making sure you're not just living life every day, but you're actually exercising the purpose in which you were born. It's time for you to stop walking in fear and walk in faith. It's time to be rebirthed in this pandemic. It's time for us to make ourselves new again. It's time for you to get your priorities straight, to clear out the clutter, everything that's not letting you see how awesome you are and how awesome the God is in your life. It's time for you to stop downplaying your strength. It's time for you to stop acting like there's no gift of grace in your life. It's time for you to rise to the top. You're being rebirthed in this pandemic. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. You've grown more over the last year than you did in three years before. God has sovereignly caused this pressure to produce the goodness of God out of your life. I'm telling you, while your hands are lifted, there's an anointing on you. There's a clarity coming to your mind. There's a clarity coming to your spirit. There's an awareness coming into you that you're being rebirthed in a pandemic. God is drawing you out of the water. He's drawing you out of the water. The water means the spirit as well. He's drawing you out of the spirit, reminding you who you are and what you can do. And I need everybody to have their hands lifted, no matter if you're on YouTube or Facebook. I need you to know it's time for you to be rebirthed in this pandemic. It's time for you to walk in your strength. It's time for you to walk in your grace. It's time for you to emerge out of the shadows of what the enemy don't want you to be. It's time for you to walk in your godly DNA. It's time, it's time to stop faking small. It's time to start downplaying your real convictions of your excellence. I said to my own self yesterday, the things I just saw 
five years ago for my destiny. I am now at the place of tasting it. I can almost taste what I'm becoming. Years ago, God allowed me to see what I was becoming, becoming but that thing has drawn nearer to me. I can taste what I'm turning into. I can taste what truth gathers is about to evolve into. It's going to be good too. I can taste it. The things I fumbled over uh, years ago, I can now taste that I'm closer to it. And when am I closer to it? I'm closer to it in a pandemic. I'm not about to let the devil make me forfeit my promise. I felt another wind in the midst of this pandemic. I might not let the enemy make me cave in in the midst of this pandemic. I just heard the God to say there are callings being answered now in this pandemic. Some of y'all have callings. Some of them are callings to preach. Some of them are callings to teach. Some of them are callings to ministry. But some of them are callings to prayer. Some of them are callings to your gift. And it's not just preaching, teaching. Uh, but that is one point. I feel that call right there. Some of y'all have been carrying callings. And now those things are about to come forth. Uh, but I also see just callings to get in position and get in place. Somebody say, I feel God calling me. I feel a rebirthing happening in me. Come on. Uh, come on. You're at the altar call right now in your home. Some of y'all been living life and hand accepted Jesus today. I want the day to be your day. I want you to stop living life knowing that you belong in the kingdom. There's something about you that says I'm not the one destined to die and go to hell because I wouldn't accept Christ. There got to be something in you that says no, I got some sins to deal with. I got habits to deal with. But Christ died for that. Christ died for those sins and habits. I'm not the one destined to, to feel the pressure of God pulling me and we mean reject him. Today I'm praying for those right now who's listening to me and say, Pastor Joe, I'm online and I need to accept Christ. I want to know that you're online. Tell me, I'm here, Pastor, and I'm accepting Christ. I want to know it. Take out that phone and dial 84576. I want you to let us know it. 84576. And I want you to say born again, one word. Just text that word, born again. Pastor, I'm being rebirthed. I'm being born again in this pandemic. I'm not about to live this life and not be saved. 84576 is the number to text. And I want you to put one word, born again. One word, no spaces. Born again. And we'll be able to connect with you that you've given your life to Jesus. Today is your day. We hope you've been blessed by this fresh word from Truth Gatherer's Dream Center Church. Pastor Joseph Davis and the congregation invite you to join them. You can find more information by following them on social media. Just look up Truth Gatherer's Dream Center Church. And we pray that God will bless you richly and abundantly in the coming days, knowing that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him.